welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libation. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And, and this, this is Life, life Pairings. pairings. <laughs> <laughs> because life is hard. It's so pair it with alcohol. Put your hands in the air, try not to vomit, and scream as today's life pairings is theme parks with glitter bombs. We discuss incubators, Satan, and Tesla. Ooh. I know. It's going to be a fun one. Um, What theme parks, amusement parks, whatever you want to call them, what do they mean to you? I love a good theme park. I yeah. Uh, yeah, I've always enjoyed going I, since I was a kid. I mean, it was like something like I don't know what kid doesn't like theme parks. Yeah. I mean, maybe get s- sick on the rides or something. I kind of was <laughs> I didn't get sick on the rides until I got older. Yeah, there I think I like hit 30 and went on one ride and was like, "Oh, I was like, I'm old." No, thank you. <laughs> Yeah. there's so like now i can go on roller coasters. i still absolutely love roller coasters mm-hmm. water slides like yeah anything that like projects you i like <laughs> i don't like spinning because i'm just too old for that and i just yes my i don't even puke i just like feel sick for a day yeah which well, is- my favorite ride used to be i think it was called the spider which is like turns you and flips you i remember and- that one does all this stuff so it turns out that i can't do that one anymore and i'm like when could i fucking do that that's that's some kind of torture i like you know what sounds like torture like being in those spinny teacups and just being like oh Oh, god God." Um, (laughs) my favorite used to be the g-force it was called yes the one where you like stick to the wall kind of pushed yes yes the stick to the wall ride that was always my although that one always now that i think about it um it always smelled in there because it like they were a lot of the times they were enclosed yeah it was kind of like it was this one was like a spaceship like you walked inside Mm -hmm. of a spaceship kind of and you would like go in there and you know i now that like covid hit and we like think about (laughs) germs differently now yeah yeah. oh my god i can't think of a more filthy place than i know your every (laughs) child and every sticky little fucking munchkin is in there and then you go in there, and how many times has it been barfed in? And- oh, I don't. People are sweating in there, and like, yeah, dude, oh, yeah. It uh, sounds like hell now, but it was so much fun before we knew before. better. I guess. Yeah, and I mean, even like, <laughs> I really, I honestly like, I really enjoyed theme parks. Even up until mm-hmm. I, I went to, Di- I didn't go to Disneyland until I was older. Like, right. I went uh, like on my own with my sister for the first time. Oh, nice. And I've always, like, I always think it's a little creepy when adults, like, over-like Disney. Because I'm just like... Right. You know what I mean? Like, you walk into an adult's house and you have, like, like 14 Mickeys and you're like, what's going on in here? (laughs) And it's a big thing. Yeah. Like, it's big business for adults and, yeah. Everybody, it's, like, this thing. But I, I, I will say, like, going as, like, a 20-year-old, I still was, like, this is actually a really magical place. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, yeah, I like theme parks, man. I, I like Disneyland. I went to California Adventure a couple of times. That was really fun. As a kid, I used yeah. to go down to, um, 
Idaho, and it was Silverwood, it was called. Oh. So they had a water slide park and, and like, a rides park as well. And it was, like, the water slide park was outside, and in the summer, it was the first time I think we got kind of left to our own devices. And my uncle just dropped me and, like, my four cousins off when we were, like, maybe, like, 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. and it was the 90s so he just like dropped us yeah. off of the door yeah. and he's like bye see you in six hours <laughs> yeah yes i spent a similar amount of time at the uh wild rapids in sylvan lake yeah <laughs> which what? again covid wide now i'm like never again no more <laughs> no more water parks i don't no know if i'll ever parks. stop loving them i like i don't think there's there's i don't think there's much more i love than a water slide or a roller coaster Mm, yeah it's so they're pretty fun yeah i have i only went to disneyland once i've always wanted to go to disneyland and disney world right hopefully one day that will happen um but uh i actually was sick with um this is the reason why you shouldn't let people go to things when they're sick i had strep throat the entire time i was in disney world land when i was 12 that's another and thing I that I think will still change. Still on the roads. Yeah. <laughs> I went on all the rides. All our parents were just like, you got strep throat? Just don't complain because this costs yeah. us a bunch. Like, yeah. I think we'll look at things differently now. I think we'll be like, oh, you're sick. You can't go. Yeah. Like, even like school, hockey, there was no, I had to be pretty sick to not, <laughs> like my parents were like, let's go. Right. Yeah. But yeah. yeah so the positive experience for you as a child or negative oh yeah and i i mean obviously we would go to like the stampede every lots of times and go on all the rides there um i do remember going this is relatively recently with my stepdaughter to um what's the theme park in vancouver oh i don't know Um, this is like an it's an amusement park and Oh, um, uh, oh God, what's it called? It's like the park there. Uh, it's we Playland. All... It's called Playland. Oh, Playland. In and I remember room? taking my, yeah, and I remember taking my stepdaughter and we went on all the like roller coasters. I was fine. And then there was just like one ride and I don't even remember what it was, but I got off it. And that was kind of my realization that I was like, oh, I too old for this now. <laughs> <laughs> but my yeah, poor like... stepdaughter couldn't. Like, because she was just with a whole bunch of old people. And I was like, well, okay, we'll go. (laughs) I can do this. We can go on this thing. (laughs) And and I was like, oh, I understand now. Like, it was always my dad that would take us on all the rides. Yeah. And my mom would be like, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you were like, that's my mom was always just like, absolutely not. We'll wait over Mm -hmm. here. She's like, I'll Mm -hmm. get sick. There's no way I can do that. Uh, My dad would take us like. he would uh like he'll go on a roller coaster and stuff like that i remember i took i i'm always i'm a pusher too like when you go to a theme park like i'm always like come on get on it it'll be fun yeah like somebody's scared you know i'm like oh it'll be a blast who cares it's like it's so safe and one time i forced my sister onto a roller coaster at new york new york in vegas oh that one's kind of scary you know what it's the last time i ever because she was like i'm pretty she was like i don't like it i don't like the feeling it makes me scared i don't like it which Mm. is like a rational adult would have just been like okay that's valid that's valid but i was like come on it'll be so fun 
and then I mm-hmm. got around there and she was essentially catatonic. Like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, she there was like I've never seen someone so scared. So I, like after that I was like I will never again in my life make somebody do something they don't want to yeah. do like that cuz they I just forget people are scared. So just... Well, like I remember I used to do all the big big rides and loved all big rides and stuff. Um but when I was younger and we went to Vegas, I think I was like 16. So this was like during that time in Vegas. And I think still it is when they just let younger people there. Um, <laughs> and my dad could not get me. He really wanted to go on the, um, what's the, the one on the very high at the end. Where, where's this story? In Vegas. In Vegas. Oh, uh, uh, the, um, so it's a hotel yeah we're doing real bad here on i'm doing horrible on top talking (laughs) um okay so we were staying in the stratosphere which is like that big oh the stratosphere that's yeah 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 and he couldn't get me on that one and i think that's the only one i've ever like really been like no i can't i did that one i can't do that is it scary yeah because you go up and uh you go up and it's it's basically like do you remember the swings Mm-hmm. but so it's kind of like that feeling like that kind of twirls you up in the air but it's it's in a building and i think the building's like a hundred stories high or something insane right so you yeah. go to the top of the building and then you get on this ride and it spins you it takes you out like it cantilevers over the side of the hotel <laughs> so you look down at the ground yeah. so first you're kind of strapped to like almost like a backboard you're strapped in and it spins you like right. the swings you think that's what it's gonna be that's not what it ends mm-hmm. up being the arm you're all attached to like an arm like picture like your hand as the ride and if you hold your hand like with your fingers facing down essentially Mm -hmm. all five fingers open up parallel to the ground so you're then like laying oh my god like parallel to the ground yeah oh a hundred stories up and spinning yeah and it goes up and down is that's that it it's like not I don't like I said I don't mind the spinning things. It's, now I can't handle the spinning things, but there's always height stuff. I'm not a big one. Like even the you know usual one where you go up and it drops you. Yeah. Um, like drop of death or drop of drop of death or whatever. Yeah, I just never. I, that's a big thing, which is funny because I love that feeling, but um, it's <laughs> always I only like it when I'm in an elevator or in a car on a really like you like know the, like the butterfly road. feeling. Yeah yeah so anyway that's uh it's um it's it sounds like though there's got to be like a ton of psychology behind all this yeah quite a bit actually i mean if we want to just like from the basics talk about um why people like theme parks i'm the answers are pretty obvious it's just like it's a dopamine rush it's outside Mm -hmm. it's with friends you're you're like it's like overstimulating on everything. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> the colors are bright. It's like th- amazing, like food you shouldn't have, like the mm-hmm. excitement of all the rides, like all these things play into why we're so excited to go. And then, I mean, there's that separate thing of like the true theme parks. Like some things are just amusement parks, you know, but like right. a theme yeah. park like Disneyland, well, there's a magic to it. Yeah. So it's something like you've grown up with. It's your child, like your childhood coming to life. You're like, you're experiencing all these magical moments. And it's just a little bit of like escapism, you know, you can yeah. kind of escape into this fantasy land. Um, so 
those those things are fairly obvious but some of the other things i was looking into kind of just like the rides like right why do we like the rides like it can't just be that yeah like it's a rush right part of it is watching a scary movie or something yeah like part of it is like it's you it's kind of it's controlled danger right so they basically like it's it's scary and they make it scary so i was even reading like the old wood roller coasters and stuff like that they Mm -hmm. purposely make creaky it's like engine it's engineered into the the ride to make it creaky and swayy and like the the chains sound loud i mean it is part of just all like the physics of that ride you know like the chain right. pulls the the coaster up and everything like that but there's so many new roller coasters where it rides on metal and you don't have to have any of that creakiness but the most yeah. popular roller coasters in the world are the creakiest scariest swayiest uh ones yeah. so they they purposefully engineer things into it. Like one of the things they do, and I don't know if you've noticed this when you're on a roller coaster, is like it Mm-mm. seems like you, the beams are all so close. Right. Like your head is going to get taken off by something. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's not, I mean, they're doing it on purpose. So oh. it's all kind of, it, it's there's a lot of psychology that goes into like making these things desirable. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like trying to scare you. Um, yeah. And then knowing too, it's just like a it's a a roller coaster is a legal, generally safe, and relatively cheap means of experience a natural high. Like right, it's yeah, you know what I mean. It's like <laughs> it costs you fifty bucks to go ride a roller coaster all day long that you know you're probably not going to die on. Yeah, I mean, some people do die on them, but <laughs> right, um, that's funny. I'm actually going to talk about that a little bit later. So, oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Oh, another thing too is um, there's some pretty neat studies that were done as to what happens to us when we ride these rides, like in our body. Um, okay. One of them is um, like major stress, but good stress. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like your body craves this kind of like endorphin. They call it they call it you a stress, which is like related to uh, endorphins being released and that stress. Um, affecting your body in a positive way because it gives you a rush it kind of gives you that fight or flight that you naturally crave as a human being yeah but it's it's also controlled so one one thing i thought was like really kind of interesting was uh, the study they did on asthmatics Mm -hmm. so uh, people who have asthma typically in a situation where they think they're in danger their asthma symptoms seem to go up yeah like you think you, you have to run or you have to like you're scared or something like that. Like your breathing uh, is affected and your asthma, asthma symptoms are more severe. But they tested it. They put volunteers, uh, all these asthmatics, and they put them all onto a roller coaster and oh checked the, they checked the respiratory function before and then uh, checked it after. And the mm-hmm. researchers, the research uh, findings were pretty interesting. While the lung function predictably reduced from scree or from screaming in general upheaval like when they're screaming and stuff like obviously you're a little out of breath but the they checked it after and all the dopamine and all the stress actually uh, had a positive effect on the the asthmatics 
Oh, wow. Like, they didn't have shortness of breath. They didn't, they were all, like, breathing pretty good. They were all, like, excited and their heart was racing. So it's like the, their, your, our brains learn that this is, they, they must know this is an actual safe, scary thing. Yeah. And it's, versus, like, an actual physiological, um, actual scary thing. Yeah, yes, that yeah. I guess it's just the fight or flight, and it just your body naturally responds like positively to it. Yeah, that's interesting. That's it was, really interesting. It was pretty neat. Um, <laughs> another thing I found though is like, it's there's I mean, not every roller coaster and every ride is like really tested and safe for everybody. There was right. one in Glasgow apparently, and they were checking Uh-oh. people's like heart rates afterwards. Yeah. And like if you were over 50, your heart rate was double what it like safely should have been. Oh no. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, they were like it, it was uh it was pretty funny cuz it's like of course in Scotland they're just like fuck it go on there it'll be fine. No one cares. It'll be a blast. Yeah. Um but it was it was really funny to read that but it was like yeah the people that were going on there were like not doing well. Um oh god. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I mean, it's all a pretty good experience, like going Mm -hmm. to a theme park, experiencing these things. There's so many different, um, oh, I just want to tell you, sorry, it was the double corkscrew Coca-Cola roller coaster in the 1980s Glasgow. (laughs) Oh, oh. Heartbeats per minute were more than doubled from the average of 70 beforehand to 150 shortly after the ride had begun so some older riders got uncomfortably close to what would be deemed medically unsafe for their age oh yikes yeah that's that's not good so like know that it's not like also just like i was in the maintenance world for a very long time and Mm -hmm. not everybody and everything is properly maintained so like buyer beware (laughs) sometimes i think yeah Um, fair i think that's fair um but but i mean fairly good for you there's there's a ton of reasons why uh we're attracted to going to these places there's a ton Mm -hmm. of reasons why they exist because it's just like you know it's all in the marketing it's all in it's basically they're selling you an immediately fun time Mm -hmm. like you don't have to wait you don't have to you like get there the excitement builds up and you immediately have fun. Right. You do have to wait a lot though. Like, oh yeah. Oh, that was another, <laughs> that was another thing too, is the lineups are like, yeah. So they have like at most theme parks. Now they sell these like fast passes where you don't have to line right. up. And most people prefer to line up. Right. Which you wouldn't think. Well, I guess you kind of get to watch other people. There is kind of like, I, I'm a catastrophizer, um, so I like to plan everything ahead. So I like to watch the ride if I've not been on it before. So I can be like, okay, it goes this way, this way, this way, this way. Those people look fine. They're fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not a thing I would do as a child, but this is, you know, as an adult, this is now a thing I do. So I can understand kind of waiting in line. Also, it delays the, um, the high a little bit. So that's fun. Well, also, as a kid, I remember like, I mean, you're with your friends. Like, if you just went on all the rides, you'd be there for 23 minutes and you'd go home. Oh, yeah. Like, half yeah. the experience is, like, waiting in line and getting scared and watching people go on yes. there and waiting your turn. And, like, you know, like, it kind of 
it was that that was exciting there was actually a, yeah. a great uh thing on south park one time that <laughs> it was like they go to a theme park and cartman just like stands in line and he gets to yeah. the front and they're like there's nothing there yeah. and he <laughs> and he's like what the hell where's the where's the ride and he's like uh you were just on it sir and then there's just like a big sign that says the line ride <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny good but yeah i mean it's it's all pretty i mean unless you're like deemed medically unfit to be Mm. in a theme park Mm -hmm. i mean it's all pretty positive it's it's you're it's the experience is not just the rides it's the food it's the getting the mickey mouse ears it's the you know winning the stuffed animals yeah yeah so um all in all pretty good for you that's cool yeah and one day we'll be able to go back to them. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe we'll think about things a little differently. Yeah. Oh, we'll just use a lot more hand sanitizer. I was going to say, well, just everybody will be hand sanitized and I'll just bring a pack of Lysol wipes like a geek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Um, Hit us up little... with some history. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about Coney Island, which is in New York. I don't know if you've been. I know you've been in New York. I don't know if you've been to Coney Island um i you know what i kind of regrettably didn't go i don't know why but it's kind of part of the experience and i kind of ditched yeah it. um it's a weird kind of thing i guess it's it's southwest of brooklyn but like right on the water and it's became in the mid-19th century a popular seaside resort for rich people but then <laughs> uh they got when there was you know more railroads and roads that got out there then the more lower class people got out there and it became sort of the much more what you would know now as like amusement parks that are there um and it's still like so i guess now it did decline in popularity from post world war ii so i don't know how i more know about it from sopranos (laughs) (laughs) i just kind of assume it's somewhere you go to make a deal i Um, just know about it from every rom-con ever shot oh yeah like people walking down the boardwalk on coney island yeah yeah so a lot of the amusement parks have um, their ties to vaudeville and like um, freak shows or whatever, right? Uh, so one of the things that that was quite popular in that became popular in Con- on Coney Island, sorry, um, as well as other things like saloons and brothels, yeah, <laughs> and bathhouses. Fun, but one thing, that, fun stuff, all the fun stuff. One thing that came out in 1903 that was kind of a bit of a weird one was the uh infant incubator facility have you heard about this no if you've seen boardwalk you the empire boardwalk i never did finish boardwalk empire or like really i watched i think a few episodes yeah i'm the same um basically what it was is you could pay 25 cents to see uh premature babies (laughs) that's and they would be in these incubators that is absolutely insane. Yeah. So it was this guy named Martin Coney. Um, not Coney, like Coney Island. It just, his is C-O-U-N-E-Y. Um, so there's just an extra U in there. Okay. Um, nothing to do with Coney Island. Uh, but he had noticed that uh, basically what was going on in that time in America was if you were a premature baby, the doctors pretty much just saw you as genetically inferior and they didn't really intervene. They just assumed, you know, God will deal with you. Oh, and so, no. yeah, like it, premature babies did not 
generally live very long. So he had seen these incubators. And I think this came from not from him, but somebody else seeing, uh, you know, like when we were all in school and we used to see like chicks in their little incubators. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where this guy got the idea from was to put premature babies in there because it's nice and warm and like, Oh yeah. So anyways, in France, eventually this became a lot more um, popular and they were the leader in infant care. So Martin Coney brought these incubators from France and he decided he was actually a bit of a showman before this. Like he was kind of known for being um, like a, yeah, like a showman, like a, What's like, like P.T. Barnum kind of person. Like a vaudeville performer kind of? Exactly, yeah. Okay. Not like would put them on and stuff. Um, so he thought, oh, okay, well this, I'll set this up on Coney Island because it's got these kind of things there and I can charge the public to see these premature babies because um, it was about $15 a day to care for one premature baby in 1903 which is about $405 in today's money. Oh, wow. So That's a lot, like of, money. a lot of parents. Yeah, exactly. Like There's very few parents that would be able to afford that. So he did this by then letting the public visit. They couldn't, like, touch the babies. Like, they were still, like, away. Um, but he managed to actually cover his own costs and make a little extra money on the side. Well, that's pretty good. So, like, I mean, it was all sort of well-intentioned. Yeah, I think so. Like, there was just nothing else. There was no other option. And so he was using this as a a way to also raise awareness. So he kind of presented it as a, a miniature hospital. And he had a team of nurses and wet nurses who lived on site, along with two local physicians. What's the difference between um, a nurse and a wet nurse? So a wet nurse is somebody that can breastfeed still. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So, like, there would this is, like, a thing that used to happen all the time is that, like fancier people wouldn't breastfeed they would have a wet nurse somebody that just had a baby and would come feed their baby interesting yeah Ugh. but i wouldn't want some other woman's tit in my baby's mouth i don't know it doesn't sound like fun breastfeeding it's not heard a lot of fun things about it it no. sounds very stressful it's, to a lot of people so and it's also know. like hard, your boobs get hard and then uh yeah. it's awful and mm-hmm. then it's just like, and no one ever talked that. Like, this is like the first time hearing about it. I know, because they never tell us. They're like, oh, breastfeeding's natural. And then you talk to your friends and you're like, oh, they, what? You're like, oh, it's the most painful experience you'll ever have? <laughs> yeah, fun. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also um, kept this very hygienic area. He encouraged breastfeeding. Um, he also encouraged touch. So... Back then, the current medical thought was that you didn't want to touch the babies because they might get infections from the outside. And now I think they're pretty sure on like built that's that skin to skin contact is like kind of not a treatment, but a way to encourage. It is like, like major bonding and stuff. It's like become mm-hmm. like a really important thing that they encourage where they're like, yeah, it's like creates bonding and the baby like progresses faster. Yeah. Yeah. So he was doing this, you know, in 1903. So way before any of this was going on. Um, Sometimes he would kind of play all this a little bit up, you know, because he was a showman. So he would put the babies in too big of clothing. Um, He would wrap a huge big bow around their tummies. 
<laughs> so, um, but like he was offering a service and they, they estimate that he saved 600 or sorry, 6,500 infants. Jesus. And this went on till 1943 because the first dedicated facility for this, for premature babies, wasn't open until 1939 in New York. Oh my God. Yeah. So even like when he set this up, there was like no options for like, I think 36 years or something. Um, so that's one aspect, weird aspect of Coney Island. The other aspect <laughs> is roller coasters, as you as we've kind of started to talk about. As a way to get away from Satan. <laughs> I mean, let me have it. I can't even okay. imagine what this could be. <laughs> um, so like I said, yeah, that initially when um, it became much more popular, it had bathhouses, vaudeville shows, gambling dens, brothels. And this gentleman named Lee Marcus, Aidna Thompson... He was very upset about this. He's very religious. He um, didn't want to see this sort of, you know, descent into drunkenness and and bad behavior. Um, And so he, and he believed that people were basically getting drunk and sleeping around because they lacked excitement, which is probably true. You know what? That's not wrong. It feels like it's like, you know, it it comes from kind of a crazy place, but... That's people mm-hmm. were just bored and getting hammered. Yeah. Um, so he thought that he could save people from this through clean entertainment. So he had noticed this weird ride thing going on called uh, Mount Chuck in Pennsylvania. And it was an old coal mine track. And it would it was gravity powered. It was nine miles of track. So it was basically like for moving coal down a rail yes i Um, read about this actually did you okay yeah this is so exciting the fun thing is though it it actually dropped 665 feet at the end of this rail mine or mine rail um and it would bring people up to speeds of 65 miles per hour now this is a time like when you know maybe you could go on the rail like the railway but also a lot of times you're just riding horses or in a buggy and carriage. So you were not going 65 miles per hour. Right. Uh, so they actually um, started to charge for people to just use this because it, it the coal was kind of drying up. So they just let people go on like these old coal mine rails. <laughs> and it actually ended up replacing Niagara Falls as the number one tourist attraction in America at one point. Dude. So, donkey kong country this was my favorite level level three you got to ride an old mine cart yeah and i swear i was just like i would just play this level over and over and over again because it was so fun yeah i just had to do it over and over again because i sucked (laughs) (laughs) get past it uh so mr thompson decides that he's gonna design his own version so he designs the Gravity Pleasure Switchback Railway. Woo! That talks me out of going to the brothel any day of the week. <laughs> no doubt. So he decided he's going to place it in the seediest place he could find, which was Coney Island at the time. And he did this in 1884. So he designs this 600-foot-long, 50-foot-high switchback. It's not like a roller coaster because it goes six miles an hour. 
Oh, which is like pretty. Um, but it was a huge hit. People really, really enjoyed it. He ended up doing uh, founding a company that ran six other major scenic railways, which I love. This is like the initial name as a, of a roller coaster. Um, and it was super successful. Made him a millionaire, um, and kind of then created this whole uh, competition for these rights, which is now what we what the amusement park world is right it's always a competition you know one place will do like i remember when the batman ride came out and that was crazy and then i'm sure there's been 30 other ones since then that are even more crazy <laughs> so yeah so it all started to save us from satan oh, you know what i that's <laughs> that <laughs> if honestly like if our life was just like if you could just go on a ride like on every mm-hmm. corner people probably would drink less <laughs> maybe and have you seen all these people that have been doing them in their backyard yes i think this is the greatest thing ever and yeah. they've also been building like to like in the winter people have been building like uh sled tracks right that are like look so fun too it's like a dad builds like an entire like sled thing out of snow yes yeah but also like yeah the little roller coasters for the kids in the and they're like you know they're not that hard to build they just gotta like build a little cart that stays on the tracks right which that to me as a non-carpenter person i mean i'm talking a lot of, I I talk a lot of shit i was i like wanted to make a planter and then i was just like dad dad <laughs> yeah. how you make planter <laughs> and he was like you just make a box with wood and i was like okay well when shall I expect it? <laughs> and he's just like, I uh, will murder your face off. <laughs> but I talk, I'm like, it's just, Carla, it's just a simple track cart system. Yes. You're like, exactly. you're so full of shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. I'll be expecting one by the end of the yeah, summer. Thank I you. would like my dog, I'd like my simple track cart system in my backyard <laughs> installed by, by, as soon as the second dose goes in, everybody's on my yeah. that track cart system in my yard. Exactly. Exactly. Um, have you guys anything a little more modern? Well, I guess that was modern, but any more other newsworthy this things? This is pretty modern. Um, they, uh, what, who's the most modern guy you know? Uh, Elon Musk? Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we said Tesla at the beginning. Yeah. Also, he was just on SNL, so he's been in the news. Yeah. non fucking stop. Not all. Oh, he is, like, nonstop in the news. But, so, uh, recently, there has been a, a drawing done up, some concept mm-hmm. uh, ideas on a Tesla-themed uh, a Tesla theme park concept. Ooh. Uh, so let me tell you a little bit about it. This is on uh, thecreativeblog.com. Uh, Tesla has been responsible for some outlandish output uh, in its time. But what would happen if Elon Musk's team of out-of-the-box thinkers applied themselves to creating an um, adrenaline-inducing Tesla theme park? Well, that's exactly what a group of car-mad illustrators have envisioned with a series of uh, of renders which depict an action-packed rides aptly named cyberland so ah uh, that would be fun it would I be would, yes i i like this idea it's so fun so i have a picture of like the the rendering and okay dude it looks i mean it's very like they haven't it, 
I'd love to go, but it's not like crazy, crazy looking. Yeah. But here are some of the attractions. A Tesla? Are you going to send me the pictures? Or... Oh, yeah. I'll send it to you right now. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> so. Um, I mean, it does look like just kind of, you know. Yeah. Like, regular. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't. It doesn't look like super crazy to me. Like, there's. Rock- but I, just the idea of like what they can come up with anyways, just in terms of like technology and like, you know, the boring tunnel and the. Yeah. All the exciting things that they do already. Like, I can't even imagine what. What the rides may look basic, but they're probably like super complicated and like yeah. doing really cool things. Yeah. So here's I'll give you what's gonna. There was plant. This is just in the rendering, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. A, a tes- the Tesla Amphitheater, the Cyber, the Cybertruck, Dodge Gems, which I would imagine is like, <laughs> uh, like bumper cars with Cybertrucks. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Uh, underground tunnel roller coaster. So like the boring. Ooh. Yeah, the SpaceX rocket launch uh, slingshot ride, uh-huh. Tesla Hyperloop motion simulator, Ooh. the flying cars swing ride, <laughs> <laughs> which I love that they We've like always just, just work- wanted flying cars, That's and all they just ever like wanted. They just like refused to get rid of the swings. Everyone's like, we get rid of the swings in though, right? Yeah. Um, Mars playground. Yeah, the Tesla self-driving school. Oh, the Hyperloop train service. Nice. The Tesla Gigafactory. The oh. Tesla Cyberland shop and the Tes- the Tesla semi food truck. So you know, like the Tesla <laughs> semi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, I mean, it, that's pretty cool. It's I I would go. I mean, mm-hmm. if there's anywhere I would go, it would be Dollywood and yes, to the this Cyberland. This one, yeah, it'd be a hit. So mm. this is uh, you, you asked. That's for, very cool. You asked for future. This is very future. <laughs> very futuristic. And do they have like a timeline, or is this just still a very big? just idea yeah i think it's just an idea but you know what the thing is with elon musk is you're like oh that seems like it's 20 years away he's like no i built it it's already ready but what yeah no. yeah exactly everyone's exactly. like what yeah. he's like yeah no one has money for it yet so i'll just wait till yeah. i can finance it better <laughs> it's like, like i built it on my island you know his, one i own his ideas are always just like <laughs> absolutely like uh, insane and like above and beyond what anybody else has done and he's like oh it's already done mm-hmm. it's not a big deal it's just like nobody has money for it right now so we got to figure out a way right. around that yeah yeah that's funny or he's like yeah we just like couldn't cool. build enough factories to produce those so when we figured that out that's how he talks and he's just like yeah he like solved like he solved like gravitational pull <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh yeah this is my uh this is my new world no gravity land <laughs> You're yeah like, what <laughs> yeah he's like yeah, okay he's like these are gravity boots it's not a big deal <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, but uh this is uh seems like a fun place to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh shall I shall I break into the uh main attraction, Carla? Yes. The oh, good here? one. Good one. <laughs> good. I try. I try. Mm-hmm. Um so this is a fun one. Not a ton yeah. of history specifically on this drink <laughs> because like Tesla's new theme park, I think this is mm-hmm. something somebody just created recently. Right. But this week we are doing the glitter bomb, Woo. which is cotton candy mixed with like concentrated glitter. 
<laughs> and you put it into Prosecco. Um, right. And it's so fun. Okay, I'm going to do this. Okay. So I've got my glass of Prosecco. I have my little cotton candy thing. Okay, so you're going to do the, the mango, the teal mango? No, I'm doing the gold Kahlua coffee. Oh, the Kahlua coffee. Here we go. Okay, so I drop it in the Prosecco. Yeah. Oh, okay, no, it's dissolved. It's all bubblies. Bubbles. Do you see glitter? Oh, glitter! Oh, this is fun. <laughs> so Yay! Fun. <laughs> okay, um, now taste test, taste test. What do you think? Mmm, that's good. It, it tastes like, um... It's kind of caramelly, that one. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's it. Caramelly. Yes. Um, oh, what's fun? It's super fun. So I did the uh, mango teal. Uh, yeah. So it's like a teal color, and it's got silver glitter in it. Oh, so cool. it kind of turned my Prosecco uh, like a bright blue, and then silver glitter like spun around everywhere. Yeah. So that was really fun. Yeah. And it doesn't... It's still kind of like doing stuff. Oh, it doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah. It never it's stops. Fun. So... Oh. This is, I mean, this is really because uh, a, a dear, dear friend of mine, and uh, like I call her my cousin, she's the best. Mm -hmm. um, my friend Carly uh, started a cotton candy making business called Kiss Kissing Clouds. So, and she came up with these things and was showing me, oh yeah, you can put them in Prosecco and it's so fun. So I was like, I will find something <laughs> <laughs> to pair it. The and then you were like, yeah, theme parks. <laughs> yeah so this is like because it's kind of a fun little it's so fun like it's exciting so yeah, this I'll, is cool i'll give you a little history on uh cotton candy because i mean Ooh. i don't want to dive into prosecco too much because um we'll pair yeah. that with something and really get into the history of prosecco if we haven't already and cotton candy is very popular at theme parks cotton candy is very popular so um we'll also put up a video to show you how this works it's pretty cool um, yeah, I'll probably put it up a little bit before the episode so everyone can see it and maybe, uh, I don't know, if you have somebody... Join with us. Join, yeah. yeah, if you can get it somewhere or if you can buy it from her, that'd be so fun. Um, these are just like an absolute blast. So cotton candy, for those who don't know, is just sponge sugar. Uh, it's, it's like it resembles cotton. It's usually contains small amount of flavoring or food coloring. The candy is made by heating and liquefying sugar and then spinning it uh centrifugally through minute holes i was like wow oh. i'm surprised that all came out of my mouth the way it did you did a good job thank you <laughs> so what's happening really is the when it, it you're heating up the sugar so you're dissolving it and then it comes out of these mm -hmm. tiny little holes and then it rapidly cools and re-solidifies into fine strands that's so crazy so it just it does look like magic when you're watching it it 100 percent does like i've never like as many times as i've eaten cotton candy and as dumb as this might sound uh i never know i like didn't know that's what was happening I was no like, i didn't either I was like, and i still am not 100 percent convinced <laughs> i don't really like i said my brain don't really work that way it magic it's just magic it's just magic so there's like a pretty cool history to cotton candy um several places claim the origin of cotton candy obviously it's like anything else mm -hmm. but with some sources tracing it uh to a form of spun sugar uh found in europe in the 19th century at the time spun sugar was an expensive labor-intensive endeavor that was not generally available to the average person so it was actually like pretty fancy oh, thing yeah um yeah 
because it was like it was a kind of a new thing and it you know it cost a lot for the machine so it cost a bunch to buy it right but others suggest that versions of spun sugar originated in italy as early as the 15th century oh wow so it's actually been around for quite a while um yeah so machine spun cotton candy was invented in 1897 by uh a dentist if you can believe it <laughs> uh which like make he was like i want to keep myself in business how can i do this i know <laughs> he was like he was the first dentist to be like you gotta keep him coming back <laughs> sure give him a toothbrush when they get there but give him a reason yeah. to get back so his name was william morrison um uh and he and another like confectioner uh a friend yeah. of his john c wharton they introduced a wide audience to uh spun sugar or as they called it at the time fairy floss at the 1904 mm-hmm. 1904 world's fair mm. so it was such a big success they sold uh 68,655 boxes at 25 cents <sighs> so the equivalent oh. of like seven dollars a bag uh, into yeah. this money um so it was just like a huge mm. big hit right away and then by May of 1907, he transferred the rights to the General Electric Company of New York. That his oh. patent still remains today as the bake basic cotton candy machine. That's interesting. Yeah. GE, not who I would think would have that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> uh, obviously he invented the machine and then kind of sold him the rights, I guess I would imagine. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah. So there was... I, an- yeah, I never really thought about the history of it. Neither did I, dude. And I was it came down to me trying to like find something to tell you about the glitter bomb. And then I was like, <laughs> listen, it probably and it's, it got invented. I on shouldn't Pinterest. be surprised that it comes from Italy because a lot of that kind of like sweeter candy things, that a lot of that's from Italy, right? Like really? ice cream, I feel like it's from Italy. Um, or as my nephew calls it, ice cream. Aww. He goes, Auntie, ice peam? And then we just give him yogurt. And oh, yeah. And yeah. he goes, ice peam! And we're like, yo. <laughs> yeah. Dude, for sure. Ice That's peam. what you're eating. 100%. That's funny. When he has actual ice cream, his head's going to explode. Oh, yeah. He's going to be like, <laughs> he's like, i just been eating yogurt? We're like, yeah. And just Greek yogurt, too. Like, we didn't even put any flavoring in it. Oh, oh it's not even like frozen yogurt. No, we're just giving him plain yogurt. <laughs> 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 I love it. He's I got a lot it. of energy. That like he's not a child. You should <laughs> he does not use sugar. No, you shouldn't. Like, he's like a wind up toy. So you would you mm. put sugar in him. That's his fuel. That's a that's a great parenting hack. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So <laughs> hey, we've talked about breastfeeding. Now I can yes. finally contribute. <laughs> lie, just lie to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the key to parenting: lie, lie. Um. Yeah, so that's kind of. I thought I'd just give you the history on that. We won't dive into the history yeah, of Prosecco. Neat. Go to Costco, get it for ten bucks, and then yeah. fire these cotton candies in it. And they're yeah. honestly like, this is fun for like obviously paired with theme parks and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. this would be fun for like a bridal shower. This would be yeah. fun for like, it's just like a fun, silly thing to do. That yeah, brings it's kind of like you know we talk about bath bombs. It's kind of like a bath bomb. It is essentially a bath bomb for your prosecco. It's combining yeah. my two loves. That's amazing. Love it. <laughs> Do you I have can't any? Stop looking at all the glitter. Sorry. No. Um, I have some. Yes, I have some interesting facts. Hit me up. 
Okay, so you actually mentioned um, people making their own, like, snow um, traverses or whatever. Yeah. That's not what that's called. A snow traverse. I, <laughs> it's very pop. Like a snow posh. globe? No, like a snow, like a hill thing. Oh, right. like a fancy, uh, yeah, like a little slide. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what like the. Like a tobogganing course. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So apparently, even 500 years ago in Russia, people would climb up uh, 80 foot tall stairs to a platform that would then go into a curved upside down arch covered in ice. People would strap themselves to hollowed out pieces of ice and slide down this thing. So fun. And they were called Russian mountains. <laughs> that's and that's, so, that's like what the ride was called or like when when they did it that way yeah yeah that's fun so you know we've been doing this for forever oh 100 percent. like everybody like there's like thrill seekers forever you know like yeah. even like swinging out onto on a rope out onto you know like on a vine out onto the ocean or right. into a lake or you know what i mean or diving off yeah. waterfalls or it's all kind of the same feeling yeah um disney world which i think we would maybe have to do an entire episode just alone on that um maybe we'll do one day they're actually yep. the second biggest buyer of explosives in the u.s wow. number one after the government though so <laughs> that's more concerning but that's crazy because they only have two locations in the united states but yeah. they they have like an insane fireworks display every single night yeah yeah that's uh, there's also a you're kind of talking about like adults who really really like disneyland yeah. if you really really like disneyland you can become well maybe you could become a member of a private club called club 33 called which is a called, sorry called creeps and pedophiles <laughs> 33. Yeah. um it's a restaurant and jazz lounge in disneyland it's an invite only membership um i think there's a huge wait list the initiation fee is $25,000 to $100,000. Jesus. And then on top of that, an annual fee of $12,500 to $30,000. Oh, my God. I've heard I of this. Know. It's kind of like a secret club. Yeah, exactly. I think, like, famous people go there. Yeah, that's, like, what it is. It's, like, you're famous. You can go to Disneyland and... I don't know, hang out in the middle of the park. I mean, it looks kind of cool. Like, it's a little bar. Um, yeah, like, you I, know, they have, like, kind of... I make fun of it, but, I mean, if I was ever allowed to go there, I would immediately go, take pictures, ruin it immediately for everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just... Hold on, you guys. I'm just FaceTiming my mom. I wanted to... Yeah. <laughs> click, 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 click. Um, so yeah, so there's a couple of fun there's a little secret things you get in there. Yeah, I got a fun fact for you. Okay, so most theme parks. Here's the thing: uh, uh, the cost of running the park is so expensive, right? Like the maintenance, the insurance, the like, literally just the cost of running the park. So the the tickets barely mm -hmm. pay for that. So really, yeah, like so Disneyland specifically, the tickets barely cover the cost of um, the the maintenance that takes place. What actually pays for everything is everything you buy there. 
So right, the, the food, merchandise, the... the food. So yeah, one thing that they've kind of uh, hooked into doing is like releasing these things you can only get at Disneyland, like special little like Mickey Mouse ice creams, and yeah, and now and then they like release it in a new color every week. So it's like a you have to get it while you're there because now it's become oh, a social yeah. media craze. So right. the food alone is marked up three hundred percent. Oh, so. Yeah, they were saying like a burger is basically like nineteen dollar American dollars, right? Yeah. So for they also like they the cost they're just trying to lure you in there. It's basically like a casino. Yeah. Because like to get you in, they'll they like if you buy a five day package, I think it's I think it's something like one hundred nineteen dollars for the first day, but then it goes down to like fifty nine dollars on the fifth day. So they're just oh. like they're losing money on the entrance fees essentially right they're only making That's money crazy. off of the merch the merch and the food yeah. and the, everything there and they're mm-hmm. making a shit ton right Oh, so we shouldn't worry about them. <laughs> no, but that's like that's how much that's how much people like. That's insane. It's part of the experience. They like feel like they have to buy all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been sucked into too. Like, I mean, we went in there and like blew a like you know it, it would cost me a hundred bucks to get in, and I probably blew two hundred bucks eating. And also, uh, Disneyland does not have alcohol. I know. <laughs> You cannot buy alcohol. Neither does Dollywood. I was planning a trip to Dollywood also last year, and I was like, where did that alcohol come from? And they're like, "Mm mm-mm. Where are your booze at? Where are your booze at? I was like, Dolly, what are you doing to me? Um, But also- But Disney World does, because can't you drink around the world at Epcot Center or something? That's what I want to do. Oh, that sounds like a- Like, Florida is not going to be like, we're banned drinks. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I, I also see that you shouldn't really be boozed up on the roller coaster. That pukes fill you. Yeah, that's probably not yeah, it's probably not a good wake. And it's also like super hot half the time when you're on in these things. Oh yeah. It's crazy. You really should be just chugging water um nonstop. Also, I so I looked at some of the prices for like some of the like these rides, like the really like intensive like rides they build or like or mm-hmm. immersive is a better word. But uh like cars land so i actually mm-hmm. i did get a chance to go on the cars ride it, it's incredible it's like you're in the movie really it's the most immersive ride i've ever been on it's not overly thrilling but yeah. you're just like in one of the cars from the cars movie and you're driving through the desert like you're in the middle of california and then you get on this ride and it honestly for 10 minutes feels like you're driving through the desert and you're it's crazy a what yeah, it was cool something like 1.3 billion dollars oh and i recently was learning the difference between a million and a billion which sounds stupid but right no that's not stupid but um like for instance a uh like a million seconds is mm-hmm. something like five days or something right a billion seconds is 32 years oh so the, okay, yeah, that's a good way of putting that's it. That's the difference between in a million and a billion. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of money. <laughs> it's, like, um, it's a lot of money. So like the, hmm. the amount of money that goes into making these things uh, incredible is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that's neat. Yeah. But so anyways, those were my, those were my uh, facts, Carla. That's really neat. I really want to go to Disney World now. 
yeah. So are we releasing this this week? Um, yeah. Is that yeah. So good? people should yeah. know that uh, it's actually our anniversary, our one year anniversary That's this week. Right. Um, if we mention it in next week's episode, it's just because we were hammered <laughs> and we <laughs> record out of order sometimes. But it, this is our our, our one year anniversary. Uh, yeah, May fourteenth, I believe, is our first episode, and so. it's also Carla's birthday. So everybody have a oh, big right. drink for Carla on the fifteenth, <laughs> and uh, yeah. know that Thank she's you. stuck in COVID land. Yep. So send her nice messages and tell her you love her. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. And uh, yeah, so this is what do you think? Uh, what are you, a year in recording? What's this been like? This has been a pretty cool experience for me. This has been so fun and, and, and such a pleasure and an amazing gift, I guess. It really to get has to do been. every week. You know, it's nice to just get to chat with you. Um and also just to get to do you know, I was telling Andy, I was like, I gotta go work now. I gotta talk about babies and incubators. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well it is though and it's funny even like i mean as silly as this is like my dog comes into my office and she like she, you know every time it's like oh bernie's got to go to work and everybody knows you know like my parents even go oh it's monday or tuesday bernie's recording her podcast it's yeah. like become like i haven't have been able to have a job during covid so no. this has actually been just like and kind of a uh, an extra little gift it's been it's been a real pledge my friend yeah. I didn't realize I was going to get emotional, but I'm a half a bottle I of Prosecco know, in, and I was like, oh, <laughs> it kind of hit and me. And that glitter is just hitting the... <laughs> that glitter. Yeah, no, I think this... I think also, too, it's been really fun to sort of learn a lot of stuff, and especially some of the psychology, like, some just to, like, day-to-day -day life, you think is not actually that exciting, and then we, we're covering baths, and we're like, oh, my God, there's so much fun. <laughs> Dude, like, one of my favorite ones was, like, um are the ones that i don't think are going to be interesting and then yeah. are like so like haircuts was so interesting yes. to me yeah like yeah. i was like what the hell like <laughs> <laughs> why is there so much psychology behind cutting your hair yeah um yeah so it's been like it's been kind of a uh, really interesting to find out all these different things and have a little bit of a purpose so yeah and you make me laugh so oh, that's always a good that always cheers me up especially when we're all stuck inside <laughs> listen i barely <laughs> finished high school but i can get a giggle out of most people <laughs> <laughs> um and we're so grateful to everybody that listens um every week yes. and you know we've it's been building and building it's a slow build but it, it's we really appreciate every listen and being a part of 604 has been um, pretty amazing. Getting on the Comedy Here Often um, network mm -hmm. has been a really cool experience. Getting to see how much talent is is there and what it takes to put together a podcast network and and how much effort and, and trust uh, they they uh, really put into this whole thing. So um, thank you very much to the Comedy Here Often people. Yes. We rub you. Um, yeah, in the meantime, uh, like we always say, the best thing you can do for us is just like, subscribe, rate us, tell people about us. Um, if you have an idea for the podcast, we'd love to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, we, there hasn't been something that somebody suggested that we haven't done. So no. tell us we're we're into it. Yeah. As long as it's not like pooping your pants with um, mudslides or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe we're that's already, actually... I think we already did mudslides, <laughs> mudslides so we just can't do that. We just one can't again. repeat it. Just figure out <laughs> yeah, another thing to poop your pants with. 
yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, we love you and we thank you so much and we will uh, catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you.